and thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Karen Hines, also known as Coach K. My lovely guest today is a 30-year retired Naval officer. Welcome, Ms. Trina L. Martin. Well, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm Trina L. Martin. I am a two-time author, international speaker, a technologist, and as Karen said, I am a retired U.S. Naval officer. I served for 30 years. I spent over two decades in the IT industry as a computer programmer, programming and maintaining systems for major corporations. And I'm also just using my gift to help small and medium-sized businesses to use secure communication technologies in their business. And I'm just so happy to be here with you today. Ms. Martin explains her difficulties with receiving promotions, being respected, and the racism within the military she encountered while on active duty status. Oh, you know, it, the military is, is like anything else. I've encountered um, not being promoted, not getting recognized as far as getting awards when I should have gotten them. Um, there's racism in the military as we have seen and the, the military is good at trying to combat it you know they don't have tolerance for it so once they know about it they take swift action but as we have seen especially like with the um, Capitol Hill insurrection where we did see that there were some military personnel that took part in that there is racism there and there's things that go on that until it's brought to light is an issue but people join the military and pick their careers for a reason and sometimes they're not fully aware of everything that may come with it the good the bad the ugly me and miss martin had a lovely conversation and to why she decided to join the military other than the college tuition I'm here to make a difference. And that was my whole reason why I wanted to become an officer because when I got in the military, I was enlisted. So I did 14 years enlisted. Then I did 16 years as an officer. And my reason for that was because as I came through the ranks, I saw so many things that I didn't like, how I was being treated and how other people were being treated. I saw poor leadership as well as good leadership, but I wanted to be that person who made an impact and was a good leader. So even though I look back and there was times in my career where I didn't get the promotion and I didn't get the award, my satisfaction is I've had so many people tell me that of all the officers they had, I was the one that was their favorite or I was the one that inspired them. So to me, that was my reward. That was my payback. As black women, we're always challenged, ridiculed and disrespected from our choices of employment to the food choices we make. Ms. Morin explains her position and the challenges she faced while on active duty status and how she handled those certain situations. Mindset was, I'm showing up and I'm gonna show up, I'm gonna show out and I'm gonna show that I deserve to be in this room. So I had to do that constantly. I mean, from each different station. And I, I tell the story because I was in Japan several years ago and I was like the highest ranking naval officer at that time in this in this room and I was the only female and the only female of color and Japan has the where the women are subservient culture so 
me being an officer and being a black female, that totally was something that was new for them. But I got invited to a meeting. They were like, well, we need you to come to this meeting, you know, because of who I was and I was being there. And I was like, okay. So I go to this meeting and of course I'm the odd person in. And then they started talking Japanese and kind of laughing. Well, what they didn't know was Japanese was my second language. So when I responded back to them in Japanese, everybody was like, and I was like, yeah, I deserve to be in this room. And, and at that time, I just pulled a seat up at the table and I'm like, yep, I'm, I'm here. I'm here and I'm staying here. So I've had to do stuff like that all the time, you know, and, and it's, it's disheartening, but you have to do that. You have to really just prove yourself and get out there because there's people who doubt you. They don't know anything about you, not trying to learn anything about you, but they just feel because of who they are that you're inferior to them and you have to go in and you have to show them that you're not. It is so important for us to be cognizant of our surroundings and what we accept in our lives. Ms. Martin explains how she carefully handled a soldier during a rough time in their career. It's one thing that I do have to say the military is very good on saying that okay if you need help here's this person, designated person that you need to go to or anyone, and, and they have channels to handle that. But I have had people come to me about problems in their personal life. Like I had a, a sailor, young female who came to me about her marriage basically falling apart and how the husband wanted to take her children. And she was saying, you know, I don't know if I can do this anymore, if I can be in. And you know, she was worried about this. So I had to counsel her and, and let her know what she needed to do and the steps she needed to, to take. And th that's the sad thing. That's very um, disheartening because she was a very, very good sailor. Um, and, you know, I could tell something was wrong with her. And, you know, I, I, we ended up in the restroom together. And, you know, I got to talking to her and then she just broke down. And I said, well, what's going on? Tell me what's happening. And that's when she went in and started telling me about her, her personal situation and, I advised her from my perspective. I told her who she needed to go talk to as far as in the military chain of command. But there is, there's so much going on and with, with the military and military members. And like you said, suicide is very high in the military just because of the pressure. And a lot of times you, the military is made up of a, a lot of young kids who have never been away from home before and they're going off they're going off to war zones or they're just being in the atmosphere of, okay, I'm on this base or I'm on this post. I don't know what to do, where to go, who to talk to. And like you said, you, you find that there's a lot of people in leadership positions that really shouldn't be. And they just say, okay, go do this. And people are afraid to say, well, how do I do that? Where do I go? Who, who can help me? And that leads to the suicides because they think that they can't cope or they've been told that, okay, you're a loser. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to do this. And whenever I see young service members going in, I try to tell them, look, you have somebody, you have channels to go through if you need someone to talk to. I even tell them even now that I'm retired, say, hey, if you need someone to talk to, you can come talk to me because I can still help you navigate those waters and at least steer you in the correct direction and I think that's where people lose their way because when you are like you said when you're exhausted and you're trying to do your best and you don't know where to go who to turn to people think okay I'm hopeless and then that's where they end up saying you know what let me just end my life and 
it's just so sad because there's so much to live for and a, a, a temporary circumstance you should not make a permanent decision over. Talk to your teens about mental wellness. If you begin to notice them becoming distant and are isolated and distressed, if you start noticing them becoming anxious and sad more often than usual, you may want to start seeking guidance. While you wait on assistance, please pay attention and keep a journal of their unusual changes in their activities, their physical and mental changes and our appearance. Moreover, be mindful of the company they keep. Mental unwellness in our black youth is becoming more frequent and we need to start addressing these mental issues and suicide rates in our black communities. There are resources out there related to African-Americans. If your teen or child are having problems, get them the help they deserve. Do not wait any longer. Locate and contact a suicide prevention resource center in your area. You do not want to wait until it is too late. If you need assistance, contact me at info at preeminentlifesolutionsllc.net. This is Coach K. Be mindful. Most people think therapy or going to see a therapist or going to a counselor, talking to your doctor about mental um, unwellness or mental illness is something to be ashamed of. It's something that we need to understand. It helps us in the time of need, decreases the amount of suicide rates in America. Probably about 10 years ago, I had a really dark period in my life where there was a lot of things going on personally. And thankfully, I have a good friend of mine who's been a friend for like over 30 years. I talked to her. I ended up going back into church and getting counseling and, and getting just therapy in general. But when, when there's times like that, you need someone to turn to. Um, the military, since we're on the military topic, the military does have a close-knit family. So that's the one thing that when you do find people that you connect with and that are in your inner circle, you need to share with them. Um, some of my oldest and dearest friends are people who I've met along the way during my military career. And although we may not live in the same state or maybe even not in the same country, we have still have that bond and we still stay in touch with each other. And that's so important, that's so critical because there will be times where you're going through something dark or something that you think that, okay, can I handle this? You need to reach out to those people. First of all, I want to say you need to go and get counseling, go get therapy. And the military has those ways. If you want to just go to the chaplain first and talk to that person in, in confidence before you actually go see a provider, that's, that's a route that you can take. But there's always an avenue. I just don't want anyone to think that there's no way out for them because there is. It is so amazing when I speak to a another woman of color and we're, you know, it's business minded. And we have these conversations about other women not giving a care um, about other women of color. As black women, sometimes we forget about trying to uplift um, other black women or women of color. Um, we need, you know, more women that are trying to give back to the community what God has blessed them with. And I love um, when Miss Martin was talking about how she did something for a certain reason, and that is to help other people. Um, and sometimes God puts you in a situation 
to where you assist and help others. Ms. Moran will speak more about that. You know, that was one of the things that I prided myself on because, because I did go in as an enlisted person. I had, a, I had the people who were enlisted that really appreciated that in me because although I was an officer, I had been where they were. So it wasn't like I was an officer who just got my commission off the street or I went to Annapolis or West Point and then I was an officer. I actually was the person at the lowest end of the totem pole and I worked my way up. So a lot of a lot of the people who were under my leadership, they looked at me and they were like, oh, I, I respect you. I can relate to you because you've been where I've been. So that led a lot of them to confide in me and come to me when they couldn't go to other people, which is something that I really prided myself on because I had, I had been there. I knew the struggles that they were going through. I knew the type of things they were going to. And I didn't want them feeling that, okay, she's an officer. I can't talk to her. So when I did have people come to me, I would go to my peer, whether that was some, an officer that was my rank or someone above me. And I would say, this is the situation. This person needs help or this person needs guidance. And a lot of times their chain of command didn't even know. So it wasn't like they were being ignored or mistreated. They, they were unaware. So a lot of times it just takes that being brought to the correct attention. And that's what I did, but I really, prided myself on them respecting me enough to come to me and say, this is what I'm going through. You understand this, you have been there. And, and, and that's just, that's how I led. That's, I wanted people to feel that, that comfort in knowing that they could come to me because I didn't feel that I was so high up where they couldn't talk to me or, you know, oh, well, you know, you have to be here and do this. You know, even though there is formality in the military, I tried to let that wall down so that people would feel that they could come to me and talk to me. And I, and I, you know, looking back over my 30 years, I think I succeeded because I think people did have that, that comfort with me, that comfort level to come to me and say, hey, this is what I'm going to, or I need someone to talk to and I wanna talk to you. So I took that very seriously. I, I took that their trust in me and their faith in me to come to me with their most important issues in their life. That was something that I was very, very cognizant of. And I made sure that I handled it in a situation and in a manner that was very honorable to them and not degrading. Ms. Martin, please share your thoughts and your advice about cybersecurity and what to watch out for. You know, with social media, I always tell people, one is be careful of what you post. You don't want to post every single thing, every aspect of your life. You don't want to say, oh, I'm going out of town today. You don't want to post things like that because whether you think about it or not, people are watching you. And you may say, well, I'm a nobody. You know, nobody cares about that. Yeah, there's somebody who's watching you who does care about that. So when you say, oh, guess what? I'm at the airport and I'm on my way to Hawaii for vacation. Somebody sees that and they're like, oh, really, she is, you know, and that's how they end up doing things. Or when you're, you know, posting and I think this I saw this on the news where people are saying, oh, I got my my COVID vaccine and here's my card. Well, that card has your personal information on it. So it only takes a couple of times for you posting something with your name, something. Uh, well, I live in this city or I'm going here 
for someone who's been watching you to put all those pieces together and know how to get to you. So be very aware of what you're posting, when you're posting it, and try to keep things to a minimum. And then if you're doing, and if you have a business, you really don't need to be putting too much personal stuff out there. I mean, I use social media because of the fact that I do have a brand and a persona that I am promoting for business, but very rarely do I put anything personal out. Um, every now and again, I may say, oh, I'm celebrating this. I, I try not to put too much out there. Like even my children, I've, I'm very cognizant on whether I put my children on social media because one, it's not their life, this is my life. They didn't ask to be on social media and I'm not going to put them on all the time. Every now and again, like I said, I may say, oh, you know, we're celebrating, so here's a family photo just so that people know I'm human. But, you know, you have to be very careful because whether or not you think you're a celebrity or not, it really doesn't matter because somebody in a far, far away land, <laughs> even sometimes some people here in the United States, they're watching you and they're just putting together the little pieces. And as long as they have enough where they can get into an email or they can grab a password, that's what they do. If you have a child that is suffering from uncontrolled emotions, a lack of focus or irritability, mindfulness practices is a great tool to introduce. It thickens the cerebral cortex, which is responsible for awareness and reasoning. Mindfulness practices modifies brain structure in a way that can enhance a child's reaction to stress levels as well as reducing high stress levels. Mindfulness practices also increases the blood flow in the brain and help alleviate anxiety or depression. For more information about mindfulness practices, contact Preeminent Life Solutions today. All want to post our families, our loved ones, because they're so cute and we're proud of what we created, you know, what God created. Um, and don't think because you're not getting likes and comments under your postings, don't think they're not watching you. Um, there's a thing out there now called romance scams. And you don't have to be on a dating site. You could be on Facebook. There's a lot of people who, like you said, prey on women, single women, and a lot of women who prey on men. But they'll contact you on Facebook and they'll act like, oh, you know, they just want to talk to you. And then after you talk to them one or two times, they're going, oh, I love you. Oh, I want to meet you. And if you're that type of person who believes that, pretty soon they're going to be asking you for money and to send them plane tickets. And, oh, I'm in this kind of issue. Can you help me out? Or just send me this money and I'll send you more back. That's a scam. And they're not in love with you. They're just praying on you, especially if they see you posting these photos of, oh, I'm an Instagram. And it's just, it boggles my mind how many times I look at Facebook or Instagram and you see a female on there that's half naked. And, you know, she's got her butt all up in the mirror and she's mm -hmm. looking and taking a picture of herself. And I'm thinking, wow, is, is this something that you really want the whole world to see? You know, why, why are you doing this? Again, like I said, your, your job, universities, but then that's how these predators prey on you. And when I say predator, I'm not only talking about like a sexual predator, I'm talking about these predators that are part of romance scams who are gonna reach out to you and say, you know what, oh, I love you, you're so beautiful. And you know, like I said, they talk to you for a little while and then next thing you know, they're saying, oh, you know what, I love you. 
Can you send me a plane ticket? Or you know what? Or I love you. I'm having a little bit of financial difficulty. Can you send me $2,000? And that's how it gets started. Can you please share a little more about your cybersecurity business and how you were able to maneuver during this pandemic and the importance of cybersecurity? So in my business, I help small and medium-sized businesses use secure communication technologies in their operations so that they can maintain productivity and profitability. Now, as we all know, this pandemic has made us do business in ways that we never thought of before. Who would ever thought that our meetings would be taking place virtually? And that's how we've been operating for over a year now. And I like the small and medium-sized businesses because most of the time they're not companies that have an IT department. So they usually, they're doing their IT work themselves or they have a brother or a brother-in-law, cousin, somebody like that who's a person that comes in and tinkers with their computer. But for me and being in the military as an officer and being in, in private sector in IT, I know how vital it is to have secure communication technologies and we all see on the news of being hacked and having your data stolen. And that's what I want to help these businesses prevent. Because when that happens, when you lose your customers' proprietary or sensitive information, that can, one, knock you out of business. Or you could be down for days that you might as well be out of business. So I want to help those businesses use the secure communication technologies so that they can stay in contact with their clients, customers, and employees, but do it in a way that is secure for them. And now that everything is virtual, basically, and honestly, this is our new normal. We're not going back to what we once thought of as normal. So what we're doing now, this is how we're gonna start, this is how we're gonna function from here on out. So those small and medium-sized businesses who want to do it right and who wanna make sure, okay, I have things set up in place, so that I can do this securely. Those are the people that I love to help. I did enjoy the conversation that I had with Ms. Martin. And before she leaves, I really want her to give you some nuggets on the importance of mental health and being safe. It. You know, this has just been such a great forum. I'm, I'm really thankful that you have invited me on. I've enjoyed it. But you know what we're talking about? I just want to leave with these two pointers. One is if you're feeling like you're helpless or hopeless and you need someone to talk to, please reach out to someone, whether it's a good friend or whether you need to seek professional help, reach out for someone. Don't just think that you're alone. And then the next one is going back to the cybersecurity and the technology is again, I just wanna stress, be very careful what you're posting on social media. People are watching you professions are watching you, jobs are watching you, and you really want to be careful of how you're portraying yourself in the public. So if you if you just think about those two things as you go through life, I think you, you will end up navigating and, and going in a direction that you should go. Well, that concludes our episode, and I really do appreciate and thank you guys so much for joining me on today's episode of The Woman and Me. I'm your host, Karen Hines, also known as Coach K. You be blessed and be mindful.